Hi, you're listening to Day 3 Club, the revamped Cafe 20s. I'm Anki. I'm Charmaine. And I'm Flo. And this is a podcast about being in your 20s. It's okay to not have everything figured out. We can just take it one day at a time. Today, we're going to be judging people, but in a safe space. So we're going to be looking at posts from two popular subreddits, Am I the Asshole and Unpopular Opinions. So uh, I actually got the idea from another podcaster called Simply Hot Logical, and they just look at reddits and they judge people because basically these posters are putting up their contacts and situations up voluntarily for people to comment on and decide if they're assholes or not assholes or if it's a popular opinion or if it's an unpopular opinion. So that's what we'll be doing today. Very ready will be the Great. judge. Amazing. Let me share my screen. I feel like I'm at work. <laughs> can you see my screen? Um, sorry, yes, we I can. think you're muted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We're starting off with some unpopular opinions. First one. Chopsticks are inferior to a fork and knife in every task. I cannot think of a meal that one could eat with chopsticks that could not be just as effectively consumed by a fork and or knife. No disrespect to cultures that continue to use the chopstick, but from a user's perspective, the fork and knife are clearly superior. Any tool that can be used to achieve the same goal with an easier learning curve is the superior tool. Anyone with user experience design knowledge will tell you that it's always better to achieve the same goal with more intuitive interfaces. In Western countries, anyone who judges someone for preferring to use a fork and or knife to eat Asian cuisine is simply gatekeeping or being unnecessarily judgmental. So do you agree with this unpopular opinion? I would say I cannot speak to the... I don't think it's considered superior or inferior. But there are certain times which I can think of where the user experience of a chopstick is much better than um, a knife and a fork. You know when you're trying to slurp noodles and you get like you um, put the noodles clamp. between the clamp the clamp the two noodle, the noodles between your two chopsticks and you slowly maneuver the noodles into your mouth in an upward motion and you're just slurping. You cannot do that with such smoothness with a knife and a fork and also I recently taught my boyfriend to beat eggs with chopsticks instead of a fork or a knife and the speed and the the mixedness at which you can reach with beating the egg is far superior than what you can do with a fork I did not know that I've never tried whisking eggs with a chopstick with a pair of chopsticks mm. okay I'm gonna <laughs> try neither. it out <laughs> But playing devil's advocate, I think it's quite easy to take noodles with a fork, no? Um, yes, definitely. But it's the it's the act of slurping, you know? Okay, okay. The Fair chopsticks enough. provide much more dexterity in that sense. Yeah. Sure. I think it also just depends on what you're used to. Like, if you have enough practice, anything could work. Because, for example, yesterday I was eating lunch with some uh, Muslim colleagues, and then... Um, they were using their hands to eat. And then I tried to 
eat with my hands too. And I couldn't because I have never really done that in my life. So then I, I had the motor skills of like a baby essentially yesterday during the whole of lunch because I just don't know how to eat with my hands. Yeah, actually, that was going to be my point. Like if he, he said that um, any tool that can be used to achieve the same goal with an easier learning curve is the superior tool, then shouldn't hand be the most superior tool? Then doesn't mean that chopsticks and fork and knife shouldn't be invented in the first place. And are they more inferior than the hands? Should everyone be starting to, should everyone start eating with their hands? No, right? So there's also other considerations than like the definition that he has defined here when it comes to like superior and inferior tool. But my first instinct was actually to like disagree, you know, because like we're so used to eating with chopsticks and we we just like using chopsticks. We never really think about which one is like the more inferior or superior tool. We just like to use it. So I wanted to disagree at first. But then at the same time, I do see like where he's coming from. You can tell like even though this creator doesn't put his like race and whatever, you know that this comes from a Westerner. <laughs> so I think there's also like the part where maybe he's also not used to using it. That's why he thinks that it's inferior. Going back to like your point, like your point again, Charmaine, like maybe it depends on like which one you're used to. And then I was also thinking like, how can you, how can you eat sushi with fork? It's going to fall apart, right? If you like poke it. That's true. Yeah. So that true. Are we supposed to eat sushi with hands? I feel like that's supposed to be the authentic Japanese way. But mm. I've never heard. Is it? I, I heard it should be that way, like the authentic way. But yeah, none of us are Japanese. We wouldn't know. Maybe hands, maybe chopsticks are meant to mirror hands. <gasps> Let's look this up. Chopsticks, like hands, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> it does not say. Am I supposed to eat sushi with hands? Question mark. <laughs> yes, most Japanese people eat sushi with their hands. All right, that's that then. So what's the verdict? Is this pop opinion popular or unpopular based in, in our little trio? I think it's an irrelevant opinion because <laughs> there are a lot of different ways to look at it and a lot of considerations. So there's yeah. no need to deem one more yeah, superior than another. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going with the PC answer of it depends. <laughs> All right, the next opinion is teaching a child to use their fingers to do math is okay. I was helping a seven-year-old with her math homework and she was getting frustrated and upset. I remember when I was a kid and we would be scolded for using our fingers to count. It was seen as unintelligent. I showed her how to do addition and subtraction using her fingers and she got excited when the idea clicked and flew through the rest of the assignment. If you need a tool to solve a problem, then there's nothing wrong with it. Thoughts? I think this is an unpopular opinion because I've always used hands to use fingers really? to count. Even yeah, even now at work, I'm like, okay, January, February, March, and then I'll use my fingers to like count how knuckles. many. <laughs> yeah, count how many months or like how many days. Do Do you guys not do that? <laughs> I don't. Oh, but the months I do, but not for. Other subtractions and additions. What about Enki? I think so. When you're like trying to think through something, it's nice to to have something visual to look at. So maybe in some situations, like if I'm trying to count the number of 
pieces of bread I have on the table as a random example, then it's good that you have you have a counter on your mm-hmm. in front of you, right? So in those situations, yes. And I think for children, like they're still at that stage, right, where they're just counting. So it should be fine. I guess so. I've always seen people who do like, I don't know, they're like doing something with their hands. I don't know what it is. So like, I wonder if it's like a special way some schools have taught their students, but I was just never exposed to. It's Mm. like, I don't know. Oh yeah, that's true. I think counting with fingers and doing like adding, having, doing, uh, adding and subtraction, subtraction with fingers is two different things. Because when you count, it's like just, okay, how many people are in the room? Anki, Charmaine. Slow. So you use like hands to to count like how many people, right? But then if you use um, fingers to do sub- subtraction, it's a bit more like okay, now I have eight fingers uh-huh. and then subtract two, so I will close one and I will close two, so I'm left with six. So yeah. that's a bit more. That's a bit more like I don't know, childish. I don't know. <laughs> I remember when I was in primary school, they made us memorize. They didn't make us memorize, but they just drilled us with these arithmetics um, practices. So then you almost like memorize it. Then so so then it's like almost cooler if you can do it mentally. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess in Chinese it's called samsun. So then in English I think that translates to mental mental arithmetic. Was it like kumon? I didn't, it wasn't kumon. It was just at school. I think. Oh, okay. But they have like ten, like hundreds. It's like also like memorizing the multiplications table. Oh, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like a sub, some 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 and subtraction version of it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you have like for every case scenario, you have it listed in the tables. Maybe it's a bit. My memory's a bit foggy. I don't remember. Mm. <laughs> did any of you learn abacus? Yes, I did. What really? <laughs> I did. I had classmates who did though, <laughs> and like me. I don't really know what the meaning of it of it was in hindsight. Like in a cultural way, it feels like it was quite good to learn, almost like a historical tool. But then the real life applications of all of it is is beyond me. <laughs> you should start yeah. bringing one to work. <laughs> <laughs> and then how you like clean reset the abacus? <laughs> it sounded really nice. I never touched one, but like it sounded cool. Very nice ASMR. I think it would be. <laughs> That's true. Maybe yeah. like now, because I use a physical calculator on my desk, given to me by my boss, who is slightly older. But I think I enjoy the analog version of the calculator. And in the old times, they didn't have calculators, so this is their version of a physical calculator. So when someone's talking, they're like, duck, 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 duck. yeah. Mm, true. I agree. Using the calculator is quite, actually, quite satisfying. Yeah, yeah. Someone can bring the abacus back. Like one day, I'll just see Anki also in the office. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not Y two K. It's like Y nineteen ninety nineteen ten or something. I don't know. Y one hundred. I don't yeah, know. Y one hundred BC or something. <laughs> Okay, next opinion. Oh, this one's pretty um, common, I think. But showering before sleeping is better than showering after waking up. Going to bed clean feels way better and also keeps your bed sheets clean for longer. The only benefit of showering in the morning, in my opinion, is it wakes you up, but you can just wash your face to the same effect. Which do you guys do? In in the 
Indonesians actually shower twice a day. So we shower when we wake up and we shower before we sleep. But uh, and and if people know that you shower once, they're like, "Oh my god, you're so dirty." <laughs> yeah. Zach's voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But because I've been away for so long, I actually just shower once too. My mom is very terrified by the fact that I shower once, but I think she made peace with it. So, <laughs> so that's like the context. And then answering to this, I think showering before sleeping is better too. So I agree with this opinion. Sometimes I, when I shower after I wake up, it's because I didn't shower before I sleep, and it's like a bad decision. So then I'm like, oh my god, okay, I need to shower now. So yes, showering before sleeping is better. Yeah, I would agree. Um, my mom always tells me this horror story of when she was in her twenties. Sometimes she just didn't shower um, at night, and she would shower in the morning, and that's quite gross. I think in the context of Hong Kong, where we're always in the metro, and then everyone's very close to each other, and um, or on the escalator, anyone could sneeze on you, and a lot of like different germy things like that. And then, so she said, when she was younger, there was one time she didn't shower, and then she got really sick because I guess there were a lot of germs in her hair um, from the mm. day. And from then on, she started showering um, every day at night, and then that didn't happen anymore. So yeah, I definitely shower before I sleep. If I don't shower before I sleep, I probably cannot sleep. <laughs> Same. <laughs> this is very popular then for the three of us. Not <laughs> controversial at all. All right. Moving on to the next part, which is the Reddit sub subreddit, am I the asshole? Which is where people post their situations and then they want us to comment on whether they are the asshole in the situation, if the other person is the asshole, or if everybody just sucks. <laughs> okay. Some of these are pretty long, but the first one is um on the shorter side compared to the next ones we'll go through. So, am I the asshole for lying to my cat? Oh god, this is stupid, but I was told to ask others for their opinion, so here I am. Me, 23 female, girlfriend, 19 female, claims I suck for lying to my cat. Two, male, I don't like my cat roaming around the kitchen when I'm not there just because he might get his less than average intelligent paws on something he shouldn't, so I have to get him out of there when I leave. On a small shelf next to the door, I keep a tiny bag of kitty treats and sometimes when he refuses to come, when I call his name, I shift the little bag to get him out and close the door behind him. Enter the problem. I don't actually give him a treat every time I do this. Sometimes I just pick him up and give him a big old smooch. Sometimes he gets a treat. My girlfriend thinks this counts as being mean to my cat because he might be expecting a sweet little treat and that disappointing him is cruel. This isn't a serious fight, just something that sometimes comes up when I don't give him treats. It isn't creating problems between us, but this time she said, ask literally anyone else if they think you're being fair. So we'll be reading the responses together. We're starting off pretty mild. I think this is a pretty um, relatively wholesome post. So... Yeah, what are, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> Lois shook. Yeah, I'm just shook. I don't know, maybe because I'm not a pet person, so I feel like this is a bit too much for me. Like you, you, you just do that naturally, right? Even for humans, sometimes you do that, and doesn't mean that you're, you know, you're mean. I don't know. Wait, let's okay, but I wanna. What have you done it to a human before? <laughs> hmm. Like to my sister. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say like, 
can you help me fold my clothes and then maybe we can have lunch and I'll pay for you later and then she ended up paying for the lunch <laughs> and she's fine with that but I think it depends like maybe if you're close and you know it's you're close with the people then you're like okay you know it's fine but if it's a stranger or maybe your colleague then maybe it's not okay to do that I don't know <laughs> so okay, I, dying. I was dying because I thought you would literally shook a bag of snacks at your no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at Anki's face and she looks shocked so yes Anki I, I think I have the same view as you though Flo I just don't think it's a very big deal in a way like sometimes you can disappoint people and it's okay (laughs) and then sometimes you should reward people I think it's all right it doesn't really matter too much and um, it helps to balance the expectations from the cat a little bit because if he gets conditioned to get a snack every time that um, he leaves the room then I think that's the situation, right? And then then he will be disappointed when you forget to buy snacks or something. So if you make it a mixed bag of treats or lack of treats, then it will it will be it will be it will help the situation, I think. Mm. Sounds very deep. Yeah. I think we're we're trying to manage the cat's expectations. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she did say that if she doesn't give the cat the treat and then she will just pick him up and give him a big old smooch. So I think that's good enough. At least it's not some it's not nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Smooches are great. I agree. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. This but I would m- really I would really like to know what is her like suggestion if she doesn't do that. Like what's the other alternative? But yeah, okay, we can move on to the next one. I don't own a cat. <laughs> Flo's getting ready for her future future cat. <laughs> okay, next one. Am I the asshole for telling my daughter she's too young to decide if she's child-free or not? So this one's slightly deeper. My daughter is 14, almost 15. We were having dinner yesterday and she starts talking about how she doesn't think kids are for her. I ask her why. She says she saw a bunch of TikToks about how hard mom life is and that she scrolls on Reddit a lot and people have the same ideas. Something like I hate kids comes out of her mouth next. I tell her that she's too young to be worried about kids and that she should spend less time focusing on such stuff and more on school. I also mentioned that she has a younger brother, seven years old, and if she hates kids, she hates him. She took offense to that apparently and said that I probably just uh, want grand. I just pro- I probably just want grandkids, so that's why I was shutting her down. I told her while grandkids are nice, ultimately she's just fourteen and has a lot of growing up to do within the next few years. That her values and ideas will change and grow with her, and it's better not to label herself when she has much more important things to focus on. She gets up angrily and I hear her and her father talking. Uh, She's very upset. He comes in there and tells me I shouldn't push her down like that because then he has to calm everything down. I explained to him that I would have said the same thing if she had said she wanted kids and that I'm just trying to keep her focused on other things like school rather than what ideas people are pushing on the internet. Ultimately, I ended up taking her phone because she started arguing with me. She said, okay, breeder. Not sure what that meant entirely, but I was shocked. I told her she's getting too involved with internet stuff and she can have it back when she apologizes. My husband thinks I should have just supported her and took it too far. I think I'm justified. Am I the asshole? The okay breeder was so funny. (laughs) How did she even come up with that? (laughs) 
the new okay boomer. <laughs> <laughs> When parents want you to have kids, okay breeder. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think there's a lot of different elements to it, and it's interesting. And just as this girl is afraid of having kids, I am terribly afraid of ha- parenting just because of stories like that. Um, but for example, I think because she's 14, from the mother's point of view, it's that when we were younger as well, when we saw words on the internet or we saw opinions on the internet, there were often times when we would just take it as our own. And because like that was the o- that's the only source of information for her probably on this opinion, which is TikTok, and that she hasn't watched maybe YouTube videos or read books about how children are so great and things like that, then I think that's the her mom's concern where she's just making her her opinion based on a limited information. But then at the same time, um, I think also when you're 14, you just want to be validated, right? So when you ha- have an opinion or you finally make up your mind, um, sometimes it's you just want someone to be saying like, oh, it's at least to hear at first, like, oh, it's okay to have that opinion and it's okay to to not want children, right? And then afterwards, you can explain um what are the pros and cons of it and things like that. But I think that initial validation is quite important, at least from my 14-year-old point of view. So, yeah, I think yeah, it, it, it's... I can understand the mom's point of view, but then also it might be a parenting tip. But then I guess as a 24-year-old, I shouldn't be telling someone how to parent as well. And people are always having so many opinions about other people's parenting from what I've seen on YouTube. So... Yeah, I will just stop here. <laughs> I totally agree with Enki. I think what she was looking for is just the validation from her mom. Because I think from like why she got so upset is maybe because she just didn't come to that conclusion very quickly. She actually put some thought into it. Maybe she was actually thinking about it for weeks before finally coming to that decision that she doesn't think kids are for her, you know. And then for her mom to suddenly just say, hey, no, blah, blah, blah. Um, maybe that's why she got hurt. Um, but going back to like, the question is is the mom the asshole here i don't think she's all she's the asshole she's like an asshole for doing this i think um yeah like what enki said it's just like a parenting whoopsies maybe she could have you know uh, validated her opinion more and follow up with the, with her own personal experience like uh, yeah maybe previously i also thought that kids aren't for me but after i have you both and then I really feel like everything is worth um, worth the weight and the journey and the pain and suffering I don't know but yeah very good I think and I was looking through the comments of this post uh, most of the people had similar uh, thoughts as you guys as well um, although they did say they went a bit further and did say the mother was being the asshole in this case compared to the daughter because she was like quite being quite imposing and quite prescriptive with her opinion. And I think sometimes 15-year-olds are already quite mature. We don't give them as much credit as they deserve sometimes. And sometimes we think it's just a phase, but, you know, maybe they've done a lot of research. They have a lot more access to information than we had when we were 15 or 14. So, 
yeah, I think the mother could have just been a little bit more <laughs> easygoing in this case. Like, who knows what could happen in a few years? The motorcycle is very loud. I think you guys can hear it. <laughs> oh, you can't? Okay. Anki complained about the motorbikes <laughs> next to oh. <laughs> the other day. Dong. <laughs> Dong. All right. Next one. Am I the asshole for implying that my wife is the cookie monster? My wife and I have a five-year-old daughter, Ellie. Ellie loves cookies and takes it very seriously when her cookies go missing. My wife is also pregnant with twins and sometimes loses track of how many cookies she eats. Last night, my wife came to me and said she ate the rest of the cookies. I said, no problem, and that we'll go to the store today for more. Ellie went to the kitchen for a snack and looked into the cookie jar to find it empty. She ran to me and said that we had an emergency. The cookies were missing. I helped her look for them, but after a few minutes, she realized they were really gone. I told her the cookie monster must have snuck in while sleeping and stolen the cookies. Needless to say, she's very mad at the cookie monster right now. I took her to Target and when we were buying cookies, she said we need to get another package to hide in the pantry in case the cookie monster came back. I said that was a good idea and we left with our replacement cookies and our emergency cookies. When we got home, my wife pulled me aside and said that I shouldn't have said the cookie monster stole the cookies when I knew she did it and that I'm implying that she's the cookie monster. So is the husband being an asshole we're calling? His wife, the cookie monster. <laughs> this is so cute. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been okay if Ellie didn't like followed up with it, <laughs> because Ellie followed followed up with it, and because she's very mad at the cookie monster, and then she suggested that they get more cookies in case the cookie monster came back. So it became like a whole new story, and that's why I think the mom was pissed. If it stopped at, uh, the, I think the cookie monster ate it. And Ellie, if Ellie was okay with that, then I think it would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, I think from the wife's perspective, there might be a lot of things that are feeding into her anger. Like, oh, what if my daughter realized that I'm the one eating the cookies? Then is she going to think that I am the cookie monster forever? <laughs> and it sounds really weird, but I think at the same time, it could be a very valid concern that your child thinks you are a cookie monster or a monster of a sort, you know? Um, yeah, but at the same time, I think in that situation, it was really sweet of the dad to try to explain it to the child that way. Um, and yeah, to me, I don't think it's a big deal. Like, I, if I were the wife, I would definitely be mad. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, these are just like things in life where it just happened. Like in that situation, the husband had to explain it as such to the child. And then now we're stuck with it. So we just got to work with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like when you're pregnant, I've never been pregnant. I'm not sure if I'll ever be pregnant, but like it's a lot. So Maybe it was just a bad day and being called a cookie monster didn't help. So um, <laughs> I think everybody was uh, very cute in this situation. No one's the asshole. Yeah, we're too nice. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't really made many judgments in this podcast episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to put two, two parenting uh, posts back to back. I forgot if the next one is also parenting related. We will see. Oh. It is not. Okay. Am I the asshole for buying my, uh, I, I am a 21 year old male and my girlfriend is 20 and female, a new toy. 
my girlfriend and I have been dating for about a year now. We met at a university Pokemon club. Really cringe, I know. Pokemon is a big thing between us, and we've already clocked um, up hundreds of hours battling and trading together. Hell, I even traded her a level 100 Grudon and only asked for a Charizard in return. Only in level 40, but I needed it for the Pokedex completion. So I'm really invested and genuinely love this person. Anyway, my girlfriend owns a really old, tatty, frankly quite disgusting plushy doll toy of a certain Pokemon. She's had it since she was really young, so it's got gunk and stuff on it because she never washes it or at least hasn't whenever I've been around. And we see each other pretty regularly because our family knows we're very safe COVID-wise. But this thing is just plain gross. But she loves it, and I mean really loves it. She keeps it wherever she is, in her uni room or family room, and sometimes even trades it with her to the library to, to work. I don't know, I just think it's an unhealthy obsession with something which is filthy, but being a good boyfriend, I obviously never raise this point with her, even though it's obviously annoying. The other day, I got an ad for a doll almost exactly like hers, only this one is brand new, clean, and even better. It's the new Galar form of her Pokemon. I don't know what any of these Pokemons are. I know she loves the gala form because she, sat, she said so and I tried to drop some hints about it. So I did what any nice boyfriend would do and I bought it. And when she was sleeping, I threw away her old doll and replaced it with the new one. Um, wrapped up in a card explaining how much she means to me and how I hope our relationship could have a new cool form too. She freaked out. She was really grateful at first and opened the gift and card and loved it. But then she asked where her original one was because they could be friends. And I was just honest. I yelled, surprise, and explained how this was her new toy, now a better one. And he was updated. My girlfriend starts laughing until she realizes I'm serious and then just breaks down. I mean, full-on panic attack. She's crying and just won't listen to reason at all. I try to comfort her, but she wouldn't let me. Um, so basically, the girlfriend just ignores him for a while. Um, she's he. I've heard nothing from her since, and that was three days ago. I didn't think she'd be so emotional like this. We've been fairly logical. Um, so basically... She's, he's asking if he's the asshole and what he can do to rectify the situation. Since I haven't been in a relationship before, I will look to Slow and Enki for your opinion. Okay, I think in this case, he's the asshole. Yeah, he's definitely the asshole. Yep. Finally, an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> I think um, the fact that he got her a new toy, everything up to that point was fine. And then he actually threw the old one away and that was not fine. And that was without her consent, right? So that's actually, it's it's the same as how some people are attached to their old blanket when they're, uh, when they were a baby. And, um, you know, they, they have built up a very strong emotional attach, uh, emotional attachment to that thing. And for him to just suddenly like throw that away without her consent at all, with no prior communication about how he felt about, you know, her having that uh, old, dirty toy, then I don't think that was fine. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is that even if you're in a relationship, you're two separate people with two separate lives and you, in many situations, don't have to explain anything to the other person. Like, you can still live by your own rules and the fact that he was imposing his opinions on her life in this way, like, he's saying, oh, um, you should throw it away because I think it's dirty when she doesn't have a problem with it and it's her toy and it really has nothing to do with him, then I think this is very wrong. And, yeah, he's definitely the asshole. Mm. I haven't had 
like a, a partner done this to me before, but I remember when I was really young and I think I was around seven or eight. There was this Peter Pan movie, like the live action one. I don't know if you've, if you've seen it before, but um, it was my favorite movie when I was young. And then one day my mom just gave it away to um, a friend's son and I was so pissed. And then I was like, you better find me a new one. And, you know, I always watch that movie and then <laughs> you better find it, better find it. But she couldn't. And I was really pissed and I, you know, threw a fit for for many, many days. Um but I think it was justified after hearing your thoughts on it. I think, you know, if it's a romantic relationship or if it's your family or if it's like among friends, sometimes you have things that are just like your personal space and people don't really have the right to impose their um, their thoughts or opinions on you, especially when it's like a toy, you know, I don't think it's like creating a huge impact on your on your on the boyfriend's life in this case. Yeah, and they're not even yeah. living together, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Terrible. All right. We're on the last one. Also still on the uh, relationship category somewhat. Am I the asshole for cleaning out the fridge without telling my husband? My DH brought home a metal box that he checks on often during the day when it's in the fridge. I'm not sure what DH stands for, but I would assume it's, it's um, her, the husband. So when asked about it, he said it contained freshly picked olives his friend Jason got from his uncle's farm and wanted DH to keep till he gets back from his business trip. Uh, no problem with him keeping it safe in the bottom of the fridge. DH always asked me to be cautious with the box and not open it as it'd be rude to touch other people's stuff. Yesterday, I decided to clean out the fridge, which took me about two hours from unplugging the fridge, emptying all items and washing and cleaning out the inside and then letting it settle before plugging it in again. Um, I took the box my husband brought out, the fridge, and placed it on the kitchen island alongside other containers. While I was working, I received a video call from my husband while at work feeling bored asking what I was doing. I showed him I was cleaning out the fridge and he suddenly freaked out and asked about the metal box. I was confused, so I told him to calm down and showed him where the box was. He got mad telling me I shouldn't have cleaned out the fridge nor even touched the box without telling him. I again tried to ask him to calm down as I saw no big deal with that. His precious box was safe and sound, but he went on a rant about how the box needed to be put back inside the fridge ASAP and told me to pluck the fridge in right then, but I couldn't because it was wet and I still wasn't finished with cleaning the other parts. Apparently, I pissed him off by stalling and he hung up 30 minutes later, um, came home and pitched a hissy fit saying I should have picked a time where he was at home to clean out the fridge so he could take the box somewhere else to keep it cool. Um, I said, so what? It was sitting out the fridge for barely two hours and olives can stand being outside the fridge for longer periods. He said, I don't get it and took the box and wanted to leave with it. I asked where he was taking it. He said he needed to go back to work and had no time to explain. So anyways, they are keep uh, arguing and he's the, the poster is now wondering if uh, she has messed up. And she's aware that um, the husband is acting, acting quite overprotective, um, but she hasn't seen these olives ever uh, herself. And yeah, it's a little bit of a strange situation. Who do you think is the asshole in this case? I can start. And again, I will give the non-controversial opinion that it depends. But I've actually been in a very similar situation before. Uh, so when my mom was on holiday or out before, um, I 
decided to clean her fridge because I wanted to. And there was, you know, I don't know if you have it, but in some households, um, especially Asian moms, um, there's a stereotype that where they like keep a lot of things that have passed the best before date and it's best before because you can still consume it afterwards right but then in my opinion I'm like oh it's been there for so long like there's so much of the stuff let's clean it out so I cleaned out a lot of her fridge and then and then when I came back I was like oh here's your very clean fridge like it's it's so tidy and then she was so mad at me like so angry and then uh, I was so confused because I was like you know your your fridge was disgusting and I cleaned it <laughs> so what do you want me to do and I think it was because I touched like certain condiments of hers that were very important and I threw out some condiments also that were 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 apparently very dear to her heart so I think at the time and at face value the intention was good but now that I'm older I'm realizing that in the same way as the previous story you should just not touch other people's stuff like even if you share a fridge it's still stuff that belongs to other people um, and until you have your own household where you're the you're the mother or you're the father of it all and that stuff is bought with your own money then you probably shouldn't throw it away i i was i i was a bit confused until recently about the situation but then i also have some sort of clothes where i like to hand wash them and i don't like to put them in the washing machine because i feel like it messes with the quality and i was just thinking this morning uh if i have kids and they they want to help me do my laundry and they throw my clothes into the washing machine, I would be pissed too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think, yeah, in this case, she's the asshole. <laughs> oh, well, it depends, but like in the situation, but overall, as we get older and we think about the situation, she is the asshole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Low. I think both are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> she was an asshole for not asking him in the first place like if it's okay because if it's okay to store in room temperature then he would have not put it in the fridge right the fact that he put it in the fridge maybe it it needs to be stored in room temperature if for it to last longer so the fact that she put it out of the fridge without her his consent and it's also not his stuff right it's, it's his friend's stuff maybe he was actually worried if you know by the time he sent it to his friend that it would go bad and it would be his fault so uh, she was the asshole for not asking him uh, before she started cleaning the fridge but then he's also the asshole because he's so overprotective over like his stuff or his friend's stuff and from the last paragraph like the edit she said um where is it i think yeah but dh tends to be overprotective of his friend's belongings so i think um assuming from this it always happens or it's not the first time that this happens thing he could have communicated it better to his wife so that you know, he's, he's not just throwing a fit and saying that, oh, it's your fault for not doing this and that or, or for doing this and that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think <laughs> I have similar thoughts to you both, especially for Enki, when you mentioned the like Asian moms being very protective of their fridges and, and things like that. So my dad has thrown out some of the things my mom's kept and she was very, very angry. So I think it's a similar thought process. 
and then for flow is interesting you picked up on that edits because a lot of people in the comments did too like um he's often asked to keep items safe like furnitures or car parts so some of the people in the comment section were guessing is he some sort of crazy drug dealer involved in the mafia because all of this is super suspicious like he goes oh, oh my god <laughs> they were like girl your your husband's hiding drugs in that metal box those ain't all this so i don't know but i mean assuming they were not drugs i think i felt like it was a bit of an overreaction from the husband but also the wife shouldn't have touched some something that he seemed to be so protective over all right that is the end of our Reddit React episode. Thank you so much for everyone's opinions today. We've all taken all of these uh, <laughs> threats very seriously, even for the very uh, random trivial ones. Um, we, I think we gave it a lot of deep thoughts. So thank you for tuning into our episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Day3Club. Um, if you enjoyed our episode, give us a rating on Apple Podcast, and we will see you next episode. Thank you and bye. 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 bye.